You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 168. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. doing great and I hope that you're having a wonderful 2020 so far. I'm excited to announce a fun new thing that I'm going to start doing called ETB TV. ETB stands for Earn That Body and these will be weekly Facebook lives short and sweet and to the point to give you some type of education, inspiration, possibly a workout tip or a small workout move, anything designed to help you live a healthier life but in a quick tip format that's in video form. So again, it's called ETB TV. So make sure you're following Earn That Body on Facebook and keep an eye out this Monday at noon for the first ETB TV segment. And definitely give it a share. And what I would love more than anything is when you see me, if you are live, or even if it's not live and you watch the video later, give it a comment, give it a like, anything to show some engagement because that will help you always be able to see these Facebook lives. That's how Facebook works, just so you know. It's a whole algorithm game. And if you click on my posts or you like my posts, and if you comment on my posts, they are more likely to show my posts to you because it's basically showing them that you like things on my page. So that's always a great way to make sure that you don't miss anything with ETB TV. Now with that comes a sort of a monthly theme that I'm gonna start doing. And each month I wanna host some kind of idea or theme, and it's gonna relate to some of the different ETB TVs, some of my podcast episodes as well. And this month, my sort of monthly theme is about being healthy is a choice and a journey. Because isn't it, I mean, really, if you think about it, being healthy is not just something that happens. You don't wake up with this, you know, or I should say, you're not just born into being healthy. It's something that you have to actively work on and it is a journey for everybody. So that is gonna be the theme. And if again, if you watch ETB TV episode one on Monday, we're gonna go into that a little bit. And it's also going to sort of combine that essence with honoring your body. And if you got the Earn That Body newsletter in January, you'll notice that that was a real big focus because honoring your body is part of making that choice to a healthy life. So all of these things combined, again, really to just help and inspire you to live your healthiest life. Now, all that being said, today's podcast episode is about badges, streaks, and rings. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, we will get into all of that and how it relates to the weekly theme of being healthy as a choice all after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. So this week's Eagle's Eye on Health, we are talking about why the keto diet isn't sustainable. Imagine that. CNN actually just published an article in this first week of January, and they say experts say the keto diet isn't sustainable. 
So why is it so popular? It was kind of an interesting article and I did post it on the Earn That Body Facebook page uh, because a lot of people like to see this type of news and keto diet is definitely still out there and with January and New Year's resolutions and people on that, that hope for the quick fix diet, Everyone is leaning towards keto because it's what people are talking about. But according to this article in CNN, they said America is in the midst of a keto craze. The trendy diet, which bans carbs to make your body burn fat for fuel, has kicked Weight Watchers derriere on the stock market, captured the endorsement of celebrities like Kourtney Kardashian and Haley Bailey, and deluged the internet with recipes and copious social media chatter about pounds lost. Now the popular diet even has a day named after it, the vitamin shop which wants to sell you a ton of keto-based products. And trust me everyone, there are so many keto products now and magazines and cookbooks, it's kind of crazy. But the vitamin shop actually named the first Sunday of the new decade as the National Keto Day. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know who gets to determine what these national days are, but I'm not really sure that keto should be one of those days. Now, what on earth justifies granting a day to memorialize a fad diet? That's what Dr. David Katz, founding director of the Yale University Prevention Research Center asked. He seems to think that the grapefruit diet surely warrants its own day as well. Now, Dr. Katz is no fan of keto or any diet that restricts entire food groups. He says they are unhealthy and unsustainable. I'm sure that sounds familiar to you all if you have been listening to my podcast, right? Well, he also says that losing weight fast by using a severely restricted, silly, unbalanced diet inevitably leads to even faster weight gain. And he is the president of the True Health Initiative. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to health promotion and disease prevention. Now, he also says, absent ketosis, keto is just a false label for some kind of diet that presumably restricts added sugar and refined carbohydrate, which frankly, any good diet says to do that, right? Now, his opinion, he has a very low opinion, I should say, of keto is echoed by many nutritional specialists across the country. Katz was joined by 24 other top names in the field to rank the 35 popular weight loss programs for 2020. And guess what? The keto diet failed. It flunked. It came in next to last, which apparently it has done now for the last several years. So you have to ask yourself, why would you do the keto diet? Fast results does not mean healthy results. And just so you know, if you knew how many clients I get who tried to go keto and then come to me because they gained all the weight back and more and couldn't sustain that type of weight loss with that type of diet, that's what I get a lot of right now. And I'm happy to take those clients on because I want to show them that losing weight doesn't have to be so restrictive, so difficult, cause you to cry every day. It just, it doesn't have to be that way. So I thought it was great that CNN had written this article and brought to our attention that the keto diet, as popular as it is, has failed again when it comes to best diet programs. All right, so there you have it. Now. 
let's get in to today's podcast episode. We're going to start by saying this. First of all, do you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about rings, badges, and streaks? What the heck are they? Well, I'm going to start off with a bit of a backstory about myself. Now, I have told this story long, long ago, but I have a lot of new listeners in 2020 and over the last couple years since I have told this story. Now, many years ago, I would say when my son Charlie was probably like four or five, he was in a program called the Indian Guides. It was in California, and they had sort of a weekend away, and the parents could come, and you camped out. And they came to me. I got there like a day late, and he had been there with his dad for the first day. And when I drive up, a bunch of his team runs up to me and said, you're going to do the pie eating contest. And I was like, whoa, what do you mean I'm going to be in a pie eating contest? And so the, the head person of his tribe said, yeah, we really need, we need a woman in the pie eating contest. So we picked you. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really the best person for this job. Like I'm sort of a nutrition fanatic and <laughs> I don't think I'm the best person for this job. And he says to me, oh, don't worry, you're not going to win. You just have to enter it and sort of do your best. Well, all I heard was, don't worry, you're not gonna win. (laughs) I don't like to be challenged that way, or or potentially maybe I do like to be challenged that way. And that's all he had to say was that I couldn't do something. After that, it was, uh, you know, game on. I told him, oh, I'm in. If I'm going to if I'm going to be in the challenge, I am all in. Well, you should know that, you know, I think my son and my husband couldn't believe what took place that day. They put your hands behind your back. We had to tie my hair back. They give you a full-size Costco apple pie. And and then right before we start, they come around and they load the whole thing up with whipped cream. I'm just like, "Oh, man." And they kind of show me who the girl is or the woman who's won the last like four years in a row. And I mean, I'm just not going to let that happen, right? So the buzzer goes off. My face goes down. I never ate so much apple pie in my life in such a short period of time. I'm sad to tell you that I did take second place. There must have been about 10 or 15 women. I got second place by like maybe a bite. That other lady was fairly impressive. But I did come in second place. I think it helped win the tribe something. The point being, sometimes when you're challenged, you take it on no matter what the consequence might be. Like, for instance, I had no idea that the apple pie would be stuck in my nasal hairs for like a week after that. All I could smell was apple pie, and I don't think I could eat Costco apple pie for at least a year plus after that. So it was a pretty hilarious experience. That leads me to another challenge that just happened recently. Just last month, I got the new Apple Watch, and it it sort of like popped up and said, hey, do you want to challenge a friend? And I'm not really into the whole Apple Watch and the rings and all that. And so I thought, well... All right, the the challenge was about like your rings, or I thought it was about hitting your rings, which are these movement rings. So I thought, okay, I'll take the challenge. It's it's during the new year. It's a or it's during the the holiday break. This is a great time for me to just you know keep moving and standing every hour and all that kind of stuff. 
So I said, sure, I'll take on the challenge. So I challenged my best friend, I challenged my husband, and I challenged my sister because they all have the Apple Watch. And so the game was on. Now, just so you understand, the Apple Watch has three rings. They want you to achieve a full ring, like you complete the ring each day. The red ring is what's called the move ring and indicates how many estimated calories you have burned. The green ring is an exercise ring and it tells you how much of your daily exercise goal in minutes you have achieved. And finally, the blue ring is what they call the stand ring and tells you how many times you've stood up per hour during the day. Now, I took on this challenge thinking that it was simply to hit your three rings each day. And it's only for seven days. It's a seven day challenge. They don't really explain that much of it. Well, I started the challenge on a Sunday and I take a recovery day on a Sunday because I work out a lot during the week and I tell everybody, your, your body needs one full day to recover. So the very first day of the challenge, I told myself, well, I'll still get my exercise ring cleared because I take my dogs for a walk, but it's like a really casual walk. But I knew that like you only had to do that for 20 minutes or something like that. So then I come to find out that that's not actually how the challenge works. You have to get your heart rate up to a certain amount to actually hit your exercise minutes for this challenge. And actually to hit your exercise minutes any day, it, it's actually how many minutes your heart rate's up. So they don't quite think about recovery days for people. So I was losing the challenge from day one because I took a recovery day. And you can only get a max amount of points each day too. So I couldn't like go overboard the next day and make up for it. I could only get maximum points. So once I realized this, I can assure you that I did max out my points every single day after that, but I was already in a deficit compared to the people that I was challenging that understood the challenge a little better than me. For instance, my sister said, sure, I'll take this challenge on. I've done it before. I know how to do this. And that's what she meant. She knew you can't get behind on points once because if the other person maxes out every day, you can never catch back up. Well, okay, I'm getting to a point here, I promise. I realized that also my steps were part of the challenge. That's what started happening. I'm constantly realizing that there's new things part of the challenge that are more than the rings. So now, after my already tough workout that I do the next day, I'm forcing myself to go for a 30-minute walk because I had to get my steps in. Because I was in for the challenge, right? I wasn't going to lose. And at this point, I could only hope that my challengers were going to not get all their points that day, which sadly never happened. <laughs> but honestly, when the challenge was over and I did lose <laughs> because of that first day, uh, I have to tell you something. I never felt worse. I felt exhausted. I was completely overdoing it because every day after my recovery day, I realized I had to max everything out in order to hit my full max points. Meaning I was working out for an hour and then I was going for a walk and I was getting my steps. And I, even one night I had to stay up a little extra because I wasn't gonna get my stand hour. That is really where this episode came to be. I realized that we live in a time when we have online challenges, badges, and streaks being offered as motivation in so many apps, but 
are they doing more harm than good? And so I really started to break it down to look at some of these things that people are doing to look at the pros and the cons. And I think this is where you're going to start to be a little more aware the next time you're put into a situation where maybe you can earn a badge, get your rings, or even a challenge or a streak. So let's start off with this. Let's talk about badges. Now, whether it's a badge you earn on the loseit.com app, because they actually give you sort of an online badge if you do certain things, or maybe a badge on Strava, a badge on the Peloton app. I think all of these badges like this actually began with the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, right? A badge was used in those days, like on your brownie sash. Was any, when any of these went any of you women, were any of you brownies? I was a brownie and I had the sash and all you wanted was like as many badges as you could get, right? Doesn't that bring back memories? Now, the badge of all of these online apps shows you that you've achieved something. Just like the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, right? That badge shows that you achieved something. And when people used to see the badges in Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, it sort of made you want one too. And I think that's a part of what the online badges are also about. Like people see that you earned a badge. Some people like will then post it on social media. Like I earned this badge and that catches someone's eye and then they get inspired. Well, these online badges are really just like the Boy Scout badges and the Girl Scout badges back in the day. Someone does something online to achieve the badge and then you can see it under your online profile. Now it's kind of silly, but kind of fun. Like a badge can be a great way to inspire people to reach a goal. And even if it's as silly as signing up for Strava challenges each month, like I do this. I'm telling you right now, like I'm one of these people who's silly. <laughs> and I'll click the button that says, you know, do you want to do that half marathon Strava challenge this month? Do you want to do the 10K challenge this month? Do you want to do the most miles run this month? And I'll just click them all because I'm like, sure. And if I hit it, I hit it, right? And then if you do hit it, you get sort of in Strava what's called a trophy in the trophy case. And again, this is just online. Like you're not actually getting a trophy in the mail, right? And if this is a way to inspire people to be healthy, I think it's awesome. I think it's fun. I think it's great. And for many people, that's all it can be. So the pro of getting a badge is that it might inspire you to reach a goal. And there's nothing wrong with that. The con is that as long as you're inspired but not obsessed with it, because some people are getting obsessed with these things and then they're risking injury. And what I mean is if you can earn a badge by doing a half marathon in the month of January, but you're not even trained to do one, but you see that you have to hit it in the next few days because January is going to end and you go out and you hit that mileage because you have to get this badge. Well, guess what? You're setting yourself up for injury. So that's a con. It's not good. So it does push people, unfortunately, sometimes to that sort of obsessive place where they feel like they have to achieve every single goal or badge. Now, let's talk a little bit about streaks. Have you heard anyone say, I'm on a run streak? I honestly had not, I did not know that was a thing until I had a client a few years ago and he told me he was on a run streak and therefore would need to run at least one mile every day of the year. And I was thinking to myself, huh? <laughs> You're gonna run every single day? 
Now, the Apple Watch, it has stand goal streaks. It has exercise streaks. It has move goal streaks. There are meditation apps with meditation streaks, all meaning you can't skip a day of doing this activity in order to keep the streak going. Now, do you think the company who invented these streaks loves it? Sure they do. You're basically addicted to their app, right? You are not willing to let a day go by without hitting their target and checking in constantly and thinking about it all the time to make sure you hit your streak. Is that good? It can be if it brings you health and inspiration. Could it be bad? Well, running every single day for a year, even if it is just a mile, I mean, just a mile can still be a lot for some people, but running every single day for a year is a lot on your body. And I would say this is a solid way to set yourself up for injury. And what what happens when you're sick? I thought about this. I know people who've been in these long streaks and I thought to myself, Do you work out anyways because you refuse to lose your streak on the Apple Watch, even if you're sick? And if that's your mindset, then are you a bit too addicted to this process? And is that healthy? And hey team, I'm just asking, right? I'm just sort of bringing it to your awareness that these are the things that are happening right now, that people are on these streaks and no matter what, they're gonna work out because they can't break their streak. And it's just, it's not always the best thing for your body. Now, there's also another kind of streak, which goes like this. I personally run a race every year. I run the 3M half marathon every year. So I don't run it every day. So a streak technically doesn't have to be every day. But for my own personal thing, it's like I run the 3M half every year. So it's kind of like a streak I'm on. And I think this would be like my fifth or sixth year in a row doing it. And I mean, it's funny because you'd think I would know how many, if I'm on a real streak, which obviously I'm not, (laughs) I would know exactly like this is my 10th one. Um, Because some people know, like I have done this 5K for the last 25 years, you know, and I'm not gonna miss it. Well, this year, guess what? Sadly, I'm not running the 3M half marathon because I have a hip tear and I haven't been able to train properly for it because I'm starting to have a lot of discomfort and Honestly, I just know that running it this year wouldn't be advantageous to my body. I have no problem stepping back and not running it this year. Would I like to? Sure. I mean, I run it every year. And and so, you know, I'm somewhat disappointed. But I think it's really important that when people are on those kind of race streaks, that they also don't ever do the race just for the sake of the streak if it means there's potential for harm to the body. You know, for example, I know someone who ran a marathon and she had pneumonia, but she had to because she was in a challenge where that was one of the five marathons or or races she had to run. It's called the Distance Challenge in Austin. And she ran a marathon with pneumonia. Can you imagine? But she was like, I have to, I'm in the challenge. And I don't think she felt very well for a long time after she did that. That is really hard on your body. Now, the last one are these rings, which I told you about. The Apple Watch has their rings. And it's funny, because I was like, well, maybe I'm not gonna talk about rings in this podcast, because not everybody has an Apple Watch. 
And of course, not everybody has an Apple Watch. And yet at the same time, every one I look at has an Apple Watch. It's kind of amazing. And just side note, it's kind of a bummer. I have to tell you, I've always been a watch person. Like I've always loved watches, meaning different watches. And I, and I love looking at people's watches because it's sort of like their personality. It's like, oh, I love your watch. It's so pretty. It's this and that. But now we're all these little Apple robots and we all have the Apple watch. And just so you know, I, I only have it because of the cell service function, but that's like a whole other topic. Um, so anyway, so a lot of you understand what these Apple rings are because a high majority of you probably have the Apple Watch. Well, I came across an article and it's talked about a lot of things that I was thinking about the Apple Watch during this challenge and during the rings. This man named Terry Caravolis, he wrote an article on medium.com. And he starts by telling everyone that the Apple Watch got him moving and exercising again. And that part was all good. But then he had some really interesting information that happened to him with this watch. And I agreed on every single one. Like this is the stuff that's been burning me up about the watch. So this is what he says. He says some unhealthy downsides to the Apple Watch. While the overall improvement in my health and well-being has more than warranted the price of admission, the Apple Watch as a fitness tracker isn't without some pretty fundamental flaws. For one, you can't skip a day. Isn't that what I just said too? They don't let you take recovery. And this one, he says, irks me the most. I really don't understand why Apple doesn't allow for rest days. Rest days are a big part of a healthy exercise regime. It would be nice if you could instruct the watch so that Wednesdays and Sundays are my off days, for example. On those days, the watch could remove the exercise ring or reduce it to less minutes and automatically reduce your move goal. I 100% agree. A lot of the people who listen to my podcast are workout people. You're already working out so much. To hit that ring without taking a day off is ludicrous because overall you're going to do more harm than good. Now, the next thing he says, you're sick? Too bad. <laughs> In the same vein as not having skip days, you can also not get sick if you want to maintain a streak. I did get sick during mine and I had to force myself to do some stretching and get out of bed so that I wouldn't miss my goal. Not exactly the most healthy decision I've made. Then he says, the stand goal is worthless. While I wholeheartedly agree that people should get up and move at least once an hour, the implementation is pretty lousy. For example, I sometimes use a standing desk at work. Even though I'll stand for over an hour at a time, I'll still miss my stand goal on occasion. The stand goal is really walk around or flail your arm for about a 30 second period type of goal. That is totally true. You can ask my son when I was in the silly seven day challenge and I had to get my goal. I think I was on the plane or in the car and my watch said you have to stand up. So I had to start flailing my arm up and down or I think we were in the movies. That's what it was and I couldn't get up. So I started like moving my arm up and down and I thought my son was going to kill me. But that's ridiculous. To get a stand goal, you can just flow your arms. So let's, let's not make that one a highlight. 
Now, then he goes on to say, there's nothing for pregnant mamas. My wife started her own streak on January 1st of the year. She got pregnant in March and managed to actually maintain her streak until the day our daughter was born. Good for her. Wow. There are third-party apps for pregnant people, but it would be nice to see Apple acknowledge them in some way with some pre- and postnatal exercises. Couldn't agree more. And then he finishes it off saying, apparently sleep is not part of a healthy lifestyle. The watch will make sure that you stand, you move, you exercise, and take a breath from time to time, but it really doesn't care if you sleep. There are apps like Pillow that can help, but they are too far from being accurate. Apple does have Bedit now, so I'd suspect some kind of better integration will happen in the future. Well, I couldn't agree more because when I was doing all of these silly challenges for that seven-day period, I have to tell you that I was like, hey, Apple's missing the boat. All they want to do is tell people to move. I mean, all three rings are about movement, standing up, getting your exercise, and moving your body. But that's not the only thing involved in being healthy. Now, I will say this. If you're a very sedentary person, that's awesome for you because those rings are going to motivate you. And if they do get you up more and get you moving more, that's fantastic. But if you're not a sedentary person, you're missing the boat if you think that these three rings are bringing you health. I would love to see a sleep ring. Like he said, sleep is one of the most important aspects of our health. And if someone is staying up late because they have to get their stand goal ring, or if they're getting up at the crack of dawn because they have to get their stand goal started, and they're missing out on sleep because of that, they're absolutely missing the boat. And so is Apple, in my opinion. Taking recovery days, it's an absolute must. I mean, the body needs to recover. So I would love for Apple to include like, Terry said, some kind of way to have recovery be a part of it as well. And personally, I would love to see a meditation ring. And that is probably the only streak that I would love to have. And I'm actually on a little bit of a streak right now with meditation. <laughs> but if you want to meditate every day, because you can even meditate to help you through sickness, and it doesn't have to be long even. But meditation ring would be fantastic. So Apple, although you're awesome in so many ways, I think you're missing the boat on several aspects of the rings, the streaks, and the overall challenges. Now let's put it all together. Badges can be awesome if they encourage you to reach a goal, but if it makes you obsessive or puts your health in harm's way to reach a goal in a badge, meaning you have to work out when you're sick to make it happen, or you have to do a half marathon when you're injured, then not so awesome. For the streaks, a short streak is likely okay. A year-long streak, ugh, that's a little bit tough, right? It also depends on what the streak is. Again, for me, the only streak that I can think that could work year-long would be meditation. I can't see how it can be harmful to do daily meditation. It's so good for you, and the research had showed that. But a squat streak to do daily, that's a big no. A run streak daily for a year, that's a big no too. And any streak that might put you in harm's way, meaning again that it could cause injury or illness or just an overall sense of fatigue, not so good. And I think I pretty much summed up the rings on the Apple Watch, right? 
great to see them encourage the less active people, but can set people up to not get enough rest, recovery, and it might even fool people into thinking that movement is the only thing that matters. And and that being said, how about a nutrition ring? I mean, there's nutrition is way more about your health than even movement. So love to see that integration. All in all, I just want people to simply figure out what works for them. If you love the badges and you love the rings and you love the strings, that's awesome. But if you are potentially letting these things rule your life, meaning you would sacrifice rest and recovery, you would work out when you're sick to get your goal, I just want you to be aware that you might wanna rethink things, like put it all in perspective. So definitely keep moving your body, keep honoring your body with recovery and healthy food and sleep, and most of all, keep your sanity right and keep your mind right the next time you sign up for a challenge, a badge, or a streak. That's everything today from Earn That Body, always here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.